Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Aaron can't be out there hitting people with helmets like that. Donkey Kong and people. He can't do that. He can't do that, man. He can't do that. I, lo- I love AB as a player, but when you have incidents like this, player safety is at risk, and you can't put other players at risk because you're swinging a helmet. Listen, he's not no little dude. Right. So his swings and mm-hmm. the force of him coming down, swinging a helmet on somebody, it can really hurt somebody, especially if it would have hit somebody with the- that had their helmet off. That wasn't Clark again. Who was that? Harry Douglas. Harry Douglas. It's going to take me a while to get these the new blood. Harold. You guys you guys don't look to me like the kind of dudes who went to, like, hardcore shows back in the day. The heck does that mean? The hardcore I'm wearing show. a helmet, bro. Like post-grunge rock show, but uh, Aaron Donald out there windmilling with both those helmets. It was pretty insane. I didn't know what kind of hardcore shows you were talking about. No, I easy didn't either, to be Brent. honest. And I was like, well. Easy Brent. It's just music. Just music. Just the kind of show where you run as fast as you can into the person next to you swinging your arms like you're trying to punch somebody, and if you knock them down, you pick them up and keep going. This will surprise you a little bit. Like, I would go, I have been to some concerts that would surprise you. Like what? Like in my college days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got? What do we got? Backstreet Boys. No, no, no. And nothing like crazy. Like, I didn't go to, like, Rage Against Machine. Now, I did play, like, their music on the old... Eagle on 88.9. Oh, you did the eagle? On the old Vitriola. You both did the eagle. Well, nice. It's pretty much the same eagle. Right, Aaron? Where are these rain showers coming from here in Thomaston, Georgia? Usually the sky, Brent. Golly. Um, What shows did you go to? I'll give you, how about Third Eye Blind? I mean, is that that a surprising thing? Well, I'm not listening to any of that kind of music anymore, so I thought it would be somewhat surprising. You mean a recent Third Eye Blind show? No, nah, I wouldn't no. be back in there. Because they were here. They were here a couple of years ago. I was at that show. It was Third Eye Blind and uh, Dashboard Confessional for those of us who were feeling very emotional that night. Oh, oh. emotional. Wow. A little, little tear in all of our eyes. Nice. I understand. How about Chief Keef? You guys seen Chief Keef? I've been to a Chief Keef show. No, you I've never heard not. of Chief Sure Keefe. I have. You've never heard of Chief Keef? <laughs> no, what kind of genre is that? That's hip-hop, bro. you have any guesses? Uh, yeah, that told sounds me. good. Sorry. You just told me. I ruined it. You're all over the board on music, aren't you, Casey? Yeah, bro. Been to the Chief Keef. Been to the Keith Urban. You know, it's pretty much the opposite. <laughs> Chief Keef Urban. <laughs> uh, all right. No more music. I get the, I get, start getting the shakes. Talk too much music here in the 4 o'clock hour. Let's go back to football. Casey sporting the Baker County football helmet. They'll host Bradford in our game of the week, our Friday night blitz game of the week on TV on Fox 30, 1030. Blitz scoreboard show coming up at 9. And, well, we are right now at a sprinkly Upson Lee High School. And uh, we are at Matthews Field, home of Trayvon Walker in Thomaston, Georgia. So we'll continue to talk about some high school football uh, memories. We have to talk more Jags, though. The Jags have signed another kicker. <gasps> wow. Is it the one? <laughs> <laughs> no. <Dang it. laughs> have you ever heard of this guy? I don't know yet. Oh, you. Um, well, I was trying to tweet instead. I'm waiting for you to tell me who it is. <laughs> oh. I have a helmet on, bro. I can't really do much really, research. You really are Jake, like Jake Verity. Oh. Sounds like David Faraday. That sounds like Jake. That's very good if we were doing hooked on phonics. Uh, Jake Verity off waivers from the Colts. They waive Jake Luton. You guys don't know Jake Verity from East Carolina? And they waive Grant Morgan. <laughs> but isn't this a little surprising? They waive Luton? 
They kind of need a backup quarterback. Yeah, well, who are they going to have back there? So does that I mean Bethard's going to play? Or I don't think Bethard's planning on playing. They're going to give this whole game to E.J. Perry. Like and that. then I guess in an emergency situation, you would have to bring Bethard in. Yeah. But they did that. Like, did they like this kid that much, or are they that desperate on kicker? Here's kicker number five on the roster Insane. in the last month. Insane. And by the way, it's not like uh, your boy McCourt went out there and, and fluffed it yesterday. He went eight for eight, so. Yeah, I guess I'm a little surprised because he looked really good yesterday. And, I mean, I don't know what that means, but I guess they're just trying to create competition. Or was this a guy they had their eye on? They're like, hey, if they cut him in Indianapolis, let's bring him in because he's somebody we got an eye on. Nah. Same thing they did with McCourt, quite frankly. This, this right here is a guy that when you get the opportunity, you have to go for it. The all-time leading scorer in East Carolina's history. He had one year left of eligibility but decided to go to the draft early. This, this is a guy right here. This yeah. is a dude. First team All-ACC 2018, second team All-ACC 2019. Comes highly decorated. I want to reiterate, he's a kicker, and he left early. So you like that. I'm, just, the, su- I'm just surprised. Who's the kicker uh, in Indy? Blankenship. Oh, Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bulldog. By the uh, way, Jake Verity from just down the road in Bremen, Georgia. Is that just down the road from you? Gotta you? From you. You got to take a little road trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to Jake Verity's hometown. Come on, he left right, early, Brent. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Although it's probably pretty cool. Uh, Bremen, is that how we say it? Bremen, yeah, Georgia? Bremen, Georgia. We think. I'm just reading, folks. <laughs> They've had five kickers, guys, on the roster it's this month. insane. Can you and remember having this many kickers ever come through camp, like on in a turnstile? Not in a camp before the season. Of course, we had the miserable season a couple years sure. ago where they had like seven kickers. But I don't remember a camp like this uh, that I've covered in, on any team, from the Giants to the Patriots to, to now the Jags. So uh, this is pretty wild. And also, like, I agree with you guys. Like, the sentiment here is like, hey, we're good at kicker for at least a day or two. A day, yeah. And, and then they bring – I actually heard this this morning that they were going to bring another guy in for tomorrow, and I guess you just want to create competition. I mean, that's what they want to do. Coaches want to do that. I know it's cliche to say, but they do want to do that. And so, you know, what if this, you know, bring the, bring as many as you can in because what if he gets, you know, what what if this guy pulls a groin, McCord, or something like that tomorrow, and then you don't, number one, have a kicker uh, for the rest of the game, but also you, you're going back to the waiver wire anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, I think I don't. we haven't made, an, uh, like, a special – uh, song or a tribute or anything. <laughs> but, Aaron, I would like you to work on this okay. because, I mean, I think it's time we give up on Matthew Wright. What? Okay. I think I think you're right, Brent. I think at this point, what especially because he can get back to me on Twitter, obviously he's very busy right now. Uh, we need to close We need to close the book, and I will do so in some kind of acknowledgement next week on the show. We'll get something worked up here. But, like, we got to get Casey over this. Like, we got to put yeah. Casey on the couch yeah. and, and be like, Casey, listen, this is not happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, you here, know? here's the thing, guys. It's uh, August 26th. As far as I understand it, they don't play football until September 11th. You think we still have a shot? What the hell does he have to practice? He's a kicker. All right. You know, we don't need to see him in preseason games because, oh, by the way, he made 50 yarders in the regular season. By the way, want to go back to our guy, um, uh, Jake Verity. I, I mentioned a couple times he left early <laughs> as a kicker, but he now did. I wonder about the the agent and who gave him this idea because he left early after only making sixty six percent of his kicks. Oh, that's well, weird. Maybe, maybe he needed the cash. So yeah, I mean, you know, whoever gave him that idea might not have been the brightest, but uh, it doesn't matter now because he's a member of the Jags, and now a opportunity for a second kicker to kick for the team and not actually make it to Jacksonville. 
if you actually look at the Jags um, roster, right, and we've talked about this. See, what used to happen a lot with the Jags undrafted free agents or or maybe a guy that did get cut. You're like, hey, I'm going to go down to Jacksonville, a place like Jacksonville, and, and so I have a good chance to make the team. Like, if you look at their position, let's just say you're a receiver, an undrafted, when Keelan Cole had a choice to go to whatever team after the draft. He's like, okay, I see they've got a guy here, a guy there, but they don't have a lot of guys. So that looks like a good spot for me to go make some hay and maybe make the roster. Well, the Jets currently don't have a lot of positions like that. I think you could go fourth running back, maybe safety. Maybe you're looking at that at the cornerback position. But they've really tried to fill in a lot of their gaps, and it seems like they've got a lot of their guys that they know that are going to play on the probably the, the two deep, if you will. So – if, you, if you're a kicker right now and you've ever kicked a football through the uprights, <laughs> you're probably like, damn, if Jacksonville gives me a call, I might have a 10-year career in the NFL. <laughs> Maybe. Or a two-day career. Well, that will be up to you, though. I guess. So my point is, like, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to sign with the Jags from a kicking standpoint. Oh, sure. And, I mean, there's wide open it's competition. Wide open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's wide open spaces. And your boy Verity here, did you know he owns the record for the third longest field goal in Georgia High School Association history That's at 63 right yards? 63, 63 yards. yards in high school? Come on. Wow, we just went by the Georgia High School Association, actually, GHSA. Didn't we? Mark just taking a picture. They're right there. around the corner. 63-yarder in high school. That's, That's legit right, now. Yeah, it's okay. So he's got a big leg, which means he can probably kick it <laughs> through the end zone. Come on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Undrafted, by the way, in the 2021 draft. So just a decision, by the way. Just want to. <laughs> <laughs> Undrafted just... after leaving school. I thought I saw something today, but just checking, like, they didn't sign Mike Badgley. That Did we happened. see that? I, I I heard there was a hubbub about that on Twitter. Okay, they didn't sign him. Okay, that no, didn't I, happen. I saw no, no. I saw the tweets. I was wondering myself, but um, you know, this city's been known in the last twelve Fake months news. to report some wrong stuff. So um, okay, you know, can't believe so, everything you read on online. It's verity, verity, verify. It's verity, and uh, now we've got verity and McCourt. All of a sudden, who are you rooting for? I mean, we got the sixty-three. Yard guy from East Carolina who leaves college early. Or the 8-for-8 eight eight guy. McCourt, who was 8-for-8. Eight eight. And then Casey's here still rooting for Matthew Wright. Like, we got to take sides in this. I will take Verity. <laughs> I like the new guy. <laughs> the latest new guy. The latest I mean, new guy is mine. It's amazing, like, it's amazing James McCourt has seniority. <laughs> He's been here for... 72 hours. Literally, his tenure can be counted in hours. And he's the senior kicker on the team. All right. We're in good shape. Oh, man. Good stuff. Casey just refuses to pick either guy because he's still on Matthew Wright. I'm here for chaos. I'm here for chaos and Matthew Wright. Listen, we've got chaos at the kicker position, all right? That's, like, official. We need Matty Ice. That's Uh, all I'm here for. Uh, that has definitely happened. Hey, let's go uh, through a couple other things to watch in this game tomorrow. Because, again, I do think there's some entertainment value to it more than others. I hope so. I'm trying to sell you on it. CBS 47 at 3 o'clock at the very <laughs> least. Brent Martineau on the sideline. We'll have Trevor Lawrence on the sideline. We plan to have Trayvon Walker on the sideline. Josh Allen uh, as well. So See Brent we'll Martineau live on the sideline. Brent Martineau with those guys. I mean, that's pretty good. You do need those guys. But not nearly as exciting as when Brent was on the sideline with the ladies in Canton. That was very exciting and fun to look at. Very funny pictures came out of that. When was that? Weeks ago, Brent. 
When you I were in Canton the in the rain delay, you oh, sent us the oh, picture. Yeah. That was, you literally, I wasn't on the sideline with the ladies, all right? They were in uh, my space. You texted okay. us on the spot. You're like, look at these in all caps. We were like, bro, you're married. What are we doing? <laughs> Easy. You don't want to get them in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, we well, went over it on the show, though. That was very entertaining. Well, that 84-year-old lady was hot. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing on this program? It's Friday. Come on. Uh, so anyway, give me, give me, give me something. What are you looking for, uh, Caleb on Chason? Is it a big day for him tomorrow? I think Chason's making the team. I think it's no problem. He's making the team. I think his spot's secured. Whether you see funny videos of him going through the beach sand and swatting flies or not uh, on Twitter, I think he's fine. Um, but I think he's also going to play. I mean, it comes down to some bodies sooner or later, so you got to play, guys. And Chason, I think, has had a nice camp. Am I higher on Caleb on Chason than everybody else? Like, I still have hope for this guy. It may just be a, a, a form or factor of the Fed. It's just getting crowded up front. Well, it is true because Arden Key and Smoot and guys like that are playing their butt off, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, where exactly is uh, Caleb on Chason fitting in on this uh, Caldwell defense at this point? Uh, is he is he two rows back? Is he three rows back at this point? Obviously, like you said, having a decent camp, but he's not stepping in front of any of the guys who are on the front uh, front lines. Casey, you you can be like uh, negative guys. So let me bring you in on this. I'm just I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all it is. Uh, do you think he like? Do you give up on guys? Uh-huh. Uh Not not obviously Matthew <laughs> right, but. Do you give up on, like, a guy like Chason and even Chenault to a degree where it's like, okay, I've seen it, boom. See, like, I, the fan base does, and, like, I get it. That's kind of fandom. But we get built into this stuff where it's like, okay, he's the worst. He's awful. He's terrible. And you got to remember, coaches aren't always looking at that. We do because he's a first-round pick. But if he can still help the team in some capacity, even from a depth standpoint, they see value in him, even if it's not the value – they should have got out of him. You know what I mean? And so where do you see a guy like Chase on? I mean, he's a young player still. He's physically gifted. You buying or selling? So I'm pushing, right? And here's why. If it, if There's a difference, obviously, between making the team and playing. If Caleb on Chase on is playing, taking snaps away from Trayvon Walker, from Josh Allen, from Arden Key at this point, or anybody else that could be rushing the passer, then, yes, I'm giving up. We don't need that. But if he's there for depth and he's there, if somebody gets hurt, I'm with it. So you need him to play in the preseason game? Okay, great, because you don't want to play those other guys. If he's on the roster as a depth play and is not on the field a lot, then I'm with it. But don't give him the snaps that you're taking away from other players that we've seen can make an impact. Yeah, and from that standpoint, I'm interested in a guy like uh, uh, Dixon, number 47. This is a guy I was told to keep an eye on early in camp, and now – He'll get a lot of playing time. I think he's looked good at practice. And I don't know, like, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, he's definitely making the team. But that's a fascinating play. And I, I think there's a little empty. If you look at their uh, outside edge guys, some people call them linebackers, which I know technically they are. I kind of look at them as just pass rushers. And right now they've got Trayvon Walker and they have uh, Josh Allen. And then you have... You do have Arden Key, but you're moving him around. You have Smoot, you're moving him around. He can go inside. So, like, your outside guy, I think, then you have Chase on. Like, he's going to play outside. And then what do you have after that? Is it the Dixon kid? Is it the – is it Jameer Jones? Like, there's not a lot there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Chase on to me is like a lock to make the team. But now I'm talking impact. 
and then what else is there behind them? So I think watch those guys. Keep an eye on like 40 and 47 tomorrow. And let me know if you see an impact, a guy that splash plays potentially could make the team because, or, or be a part of it and a key part of it to what you're talking about, Casey. I think that would be a fascinating watch. Anything else? Anything else catch your attention outside of kickers, LaVisca, Chason, and maybe like the depth of, of your pass rush unit? Um, I guess what goes down at safety. Like, I want Daniel Thomas to be on the team, but, like, I don't know where the depth in that plays. You still got Wingard. How many safeties are they going to keep? What's the special teams? I think Rudy Ford occasionally plays safety. So, uh, what do they do at safety? Yeah, safety is a spot that is a little weak, but, I mean. But how many are you going to keep? Yeah, I mean, they're going to do a 30 for 30 on Wingard, man. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he's going to make it, I think. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. He's definitely making the team. Aaron, didn't you bring up – here's the thing about Wingard. He's got to be a great special teamer. I think he can do a lot. You know what's funny? I, I think his teammates like him. It's a weird thing with Wingard it, because the fan base is just, like, tired of it. They don't want to see it. But I do think coaches and players, like, they appreciate him. They like him. I, I think he makes plays. They can count on him to do some things. He's not going to be elite. We know that. I've said this a lot, and I used to say this about Luke Jokel, and there have been others along the, along the way. But to me, Wingard, the pro- it's not his fault, okay? But the problem with Wingard, with the fan base and with everything else, is that he represents, like, the bad Jags. Mm. And so it's like when you see Wingard out there, you see some missed tackles. You see some moments when you're down 30 points and he's still celebrating plays. And the fan base doesn't like yeah. that. This kid's just trying to get fired up and make a play, okay? Like, I don't put that – I'm not saying it makes you a bad guy, bad player, bad anything. I don't know how good Wingard is. I know he's a survivor, though, because I think he's going to make this roster again. My only thought has always been he does – he's the one guy to me that represents, like, the Jags winning four games over the last two years. I don't know if there's another player on the roster I feel that way about. And so when he goes out there – it's almost like this collective, uh, here we go again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird deal. It's not his fault, but it's kind of like he represents that in a, in a strange way. Tyler Shatley's been around for like a ton of losing seasons. Oh, yeah. But Tyler Shatley doesn't seem to represent that. You know what I'm You guys know what I'm kind of getting across yeah, yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. But doesn't it matter how many safeties they ultimately end up carrying on this team? Like, it would just seem to me that if Wingard's going to make the team – uh, a guy like Dan Thomas. Ford seems like the odd man out if they're not going to carry five safeties. Well, well, here's the thing. Winger's like your third guy. Yeah. Like, it's not even he's close to not making the team. He's like your third guy. The question, you're, you raise an interesting question about Rudy Ford and Thomas, and you can keep, uh, by the way, Josh Thompson's the guy to watch here, in my opinion. He made a great special teams play. I think he's shown up in camp at times. Like, to me, I'm watching 23 a little bit and seeing where he goes, maybe versus a Thomas. But I think Rudy Ford's on the team, too. I think the, re- the you bring up his name, and it's interesting, because in the game, was it last week or two weeks ago, had like two penalties in that game. And you're like, okay, well, that's not good. And he certainly, I don't think he's like making plays, making plays, but he was an integral part of like the defense at times last year. He actually made plays in the safety position. He was groomed as this great special teamer, and him and Agnew actually came in and contributed on each side of the ball. And I think Rudy Ford's like, and Rudy Ford is so good at special teams 
that they will keep. They, I mean, they're definitely keeping him. And then I think he actually added some value for himself with his game film from last year at times in the safety position. So, yeah, listen, Rudy Ford, if, if they release him, just from a special team standpoint, he'll be like, he'd be the first guy a lot of teams would jump at to pick up. He's that good, special teams-wise. Yeah. All right, we'll do more of this as we continue, but uh, I like the conversation. I think it's interesting. Where else? Like, like Shaq Quarterman. What are they doing at linebacker? I got questions about up front, not on the edge, but at uh, nose tackle, defensive tackle. Yeah, and I think, you know, go back to Jay Tufeli. They, they, they clear space for everybody when Malcolm Brown was released, or did they do that more for a guy like Israel Antwine, who out at practice, if you watch practice every day, one time every practice you'll see number 93 make a play. His name is Israel Antwine. I don't think anybody even knows his name. But they do in the coaching room, I can guarantee you. Big body guy. So is he really a better chance to make the team than even a guy like Tufeli, who I thought would then be on the team once Malcolm Brown got let go. Ah, I love tomorrow's game in a lot of different directions. It's more entertaining than you think. <laughs> Remember, though, the sideline. I'll be there with Trevor, Josh hey. Allen, Trayvon Walker. And others. Hey, we're going to do picks. Yeah, the picks are back. <laughs> we are going to do some picks. Just a, we just got a little soft toss, some early picks out there. I mean, nothing like a 39-point spread to pick. <laughs> yeah, baby. Come on. Yeah, baby. Who's picking against it? 39 <laughs> points. <laughs> we'll do it when we come back on ESPN 690. You have to be very flexible in this day and age, and you got to figure out who do we want to be. So whether it's name, image, and likeness, transfer port, or whatever, to me, what we tried to be is have a better program, create more value for the players in the program so they don't want to leave. So they see that they're going to college to create value for their future, so they're not as concerned about how much money they make right now. Even though I think name, image, and likeness is a good thing for players, and I want them to make all they can make. I just think when you get collectives involved and you get alumni involved and they're involved in recruiting, when I say, is that what we want college football to be? That's what we've always tried to make sure college football wasn't. You have to be very flexible in this day and age, and you've got to figure out who do we That's want. my bad. I don't know why it's still playing, but it's just the same sound over and over again. <laughs> good Nick job. Saban, so good. So good. Some that we happy. just want to keep playing. <laughs> yeah. My bad. It's all right. Continue on, though. It's that kind of quality work that makes us keep you around, Casey. Bro, it's hard with the helmet. I can't really see it. <laughs> really. It's yeah. so funny to me because this whole time Casey's had this dumb helmet on. He's, he can't hear anything because he's got earbuds in his ears. So that now there's no talking to him. He can't see anything because he can't turn his head. He's going to give himself a migraine. Like, what What are you doing? You can't, you're not capable of anything right now. It's for the, it's gonna, for the show. It's for the team. It's for the people. For the show. You're, you're going to stumble down the stairs getting out of the building today because you're going to be like all out of whack you, yeah you know good thing i don't I'm, good thing i'm not leaving until like 11 30 so then no one will see me fall that's true like football players don't even keep helmets on this long it's true listen i'm for the people man i'm for the i'm for the brand for the high school i don't know you've never looked better though i can tell you that yeah thank you look a little better if we covered up the face a little bit more <laughs> well can you go with one of those darth vader shade uh masks, you know, like... Uh, I love Darth Vader. Shield. Don't That's tempt me. I'll wear a Darth Vader and a voice changer every Casey day. likes Darth Vader. That's so shocking. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which other villain do you like? I like the Joker. He's pretty cool. He doesn't wear a mask, though. 
Well, he kind of does it. Weird Pain. way. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, helmet on. Aaron oh. Schachter, hanging out, smiling. Laughing. Having fun. Having fun. That's what I like about you, Schachter. Thank Have you. Having fun with us. That's all it's all about. I got to tell you, I'm watching you on the camera, Brent, and it's looking like the wind is picking up a little bit. The gray clouds are starting to swirl. Oh, there Nick. goes the umbrella. Oh, <laughs> right there. Yeah. You. Yes. you like, you like, wish that to happen? Oh, yeah. You spoke that into existence. <laughs> you might where be in a little bit of trouble. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, it's been super calm, and all of a sudden, like, you could see the wind pick up. Oh, yeah. I think a little squall going through here. Which always used to make me laugh back in the day for radio. Whenever we'd go on these little events, we call them remotes. We'd go to like a corner store, like a gas station or something. And we'd go, hey, we're hanging out. Come party with us. But we'd be with this piece of machinery called a Marty, which is essentially just a large antenna that fed audio back to the station's antenna. But in a rainstorm, it was essentially a welcome mat for a, for a lightning strike. And it'd always be real risky. Whenever you see the clouds starting to build up, you're like, oh boy. Gotta get inside. Yeah, let's see if we can survive it today, <laughs> which is what we do sometimes, yeah, by man. the way. Yeah, man. Um, I'm telling you, the wind picked up for like 10 seconds, and, and it gone. cost me the umbrella. <laughs> There's Marcel Robinson, though, entering the fray. Way to go, buddy. He's doing a great job field producing today. Um, all right, let's go. What do we got? Florida State. Let's go and do some picks. But, hey, Florida State plays Duquesne. You better not lose to Duquesne. <laughs> It's a big, big spread they got to cover. Is that how we're starting? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to get going? How would you like to I think Casey. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. By the way, did you see Kirk Herbstreit on TV yesterday? You think he spent some time in the sun this summer? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's the sun or maybe a tanning booth? <laughs> it's the sun. I like that. Way to get us going, man. You jumpstart everybody in their car. They're like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> well, that was really Jump through I'm these saying. speakers. Nobody tell CVS. Okay. Hey. Uh, let, let's, let's roll. Will you Florida State last, Brent? You know how this works. Nebraska on the road at Northwestern. Also on the road because this game <laughs> is in Dublin, Ireland. That's right. The Irish are fired up. We're fired up here in America. Nebraska minus 11 and a half. What you going to do with that, Brett? Wow, minus 11 and a half in another country. Maybe they'll play better because they haven't for, like, two decades. Yeah. Scott Frost hasn't been able to figure it out. Why do I like the coaching matchup here to favor Northwestern and cover the points? Because that's the right answer. Yeah, it is. Mm, I don't know about that. Pat's still there at Northwestern, right? That Pat Fitzgerald's still at Northwestern. And, by the way, has yet to name a starting quarterback this season for the Wildcats. Who's more Irish? Fitzgerald, of course. True. So Jack I'm or? going with Pat. What do you got, Aaron? I'm going to take Nebraska. I realize it's not a popular answer with the two of you, but uh, if you're sitting there keeping it secret, not announcing who your starting quarterback is, it's probably a worse situation than having confidence in the guy you're throwing out there. Yeah. I'll go with Nebraska to cover. I just think that's poor um, poor management by you. The only reason he hasn't named it is because he has a kid he recruited, and then he has a transfer coming in Ryan Holinsky who's played a lot of football sure. he's going to start Ryan Holinsky he's also going to run out there a defense that has nobody younger than a junior all seniors and juniors on the defense they win the game outright so I'm definitely taking the points by the way Aaron I hold nothing against you for not knowing more about Northwestern football <laughs> <laughs> you got to be ready for the show you know what only guys that wear helmets all show know more about Northwestern football 
We go to Illinois. We stay in where Northwestern should have been, but straight up (laughs) Illinois and the boys. Wyoming on the road, plus 10.5 at Champaign against the fighting Illini. Aaron Schachter, what you going to do? Well, neither one of these teams were stellar last year. I think Illinois has done a little bit more, bringing in some new recruits through the transfer portal and some of the younger guys stepping up. I think they'll take this game, though, and I'll take the points on that one as well. Brent? You want me to go? Okay, I'll take the Chad Mumas, baby. I like Wyoming. I've been there. Uh, like the logo, like the facility, like everything about it there in Laramie. And uh, Illinois has been disappointing. Sorry, Tony Khan. Sorry, the Khans. I'm not saying uh, Wyoming's going to win. But covering 10 and a half, I'll take it. No respect for new quarterback out there at Illinois, Tommy DeVito. Came Ab- over from Syracuse. Absolutely zero respect. Uh, Wyoming wins the game straight up, so yep. the 10 and a half is cake. Doesn't it have like a feel of that early in the season? Like mm-hmm. that's a gettable game for Wyoming, it certainly seems. Last one. Brent teased it. <laughs> I'm not really sure how to say their name because it says Duquesne, but everybody else calls them something else. <laughs> Duquesne, Duquesne. I don't know who they are. You should go check the pronouncer on Twitter. I'm not doing it, but it's they're getting game. they're getting 39. <laughs> why is there an S? They're getting 39 points. FSU minus 39 yeah, man. at home. They have not won a home opener in a very long, 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 long time. Brent, 39 points. The, the 39, I mean, that is a lot for That's Florida. A big one. Big one. I mean, but for you're playing a team that nobody even knows how to pronounce their name, apparently. I'm saying there's an S. Like, like you are a young guy if you don't know Duquesne, though. Like, Duquesne used to be pretty decent in basketball. Yeah, they were uh, a March Madness team. Yeah, like, they perennially. were. Yeah. yeah, they were like an A-10 team, right? Atlantic mm-hmm. 10. Atlantic 10, yeah. And so, um, I, I mean, I guess the odds makers know, like, Duquesne is that bad. And a good showing would be a big deal for Florida State. So let's take them to win like 55 to 10 and cover the points. Wow. Aaron Schachter. It's a big spread. It's kind of scary, isn't it? I looked at multiple matchup predictors for this game. (laughs) I I tried because 39 (laughs) points is a huge spread. Do they have a matchup predictor for Duquesne Duquesne? (laughs) There is a matchup predictor for this game that includes Duquesne. And the most... The highest percentage of winning I could find for Duquesne on the internet was 0.5%. <laughs> that is you don't have to win. To a team. That's You're true. Just to cover. They just got to cover. And to do that, they need to uh, lose by 38 points or less. So I'll take Duquesne in this one. Yeah, you're up. Hey, here's a good news. They don't play until tomorrow on ESPN 690. That's and right. you already lead 38 to nothing. That's true. I'm already up. <laughs> Let's go. I'm also already up. I will take the points. I think Florida State wins the game, obviously. I think they win by sure. I think they win by, you know, 28 to 35, but not Huge win, but 40 points is a bit big. 39 is too many. You're saying you think they win by 28 to 35 margin. You didn't just call a game 28 to 35, they win by a touchdown. (laughs) I did not. Because if you just said the score of the losing team first, I am about to lose my mind. (laughs) No, sir. Just saying they're going to win by four to five touchdowns. We deal with that. We deal with that sometimes. On the other side of the building. Yeah, I don't work over there, bro. I work over here. I wear a helmet to work. I wear a helmet. <laughs> I'll never understand. I'll be, like, it's like, wow. Like, I don't, it, I can't even, like, fathom what the analogy is for me. It's probably some music, TV show, whatever analogy that you guys are like, wow, Brent, you are a freaking moron. But <laughs> that's the way I get sometimes. I was like, why would you name the losing team first? Yeah. It happens.
Yeah, it's a lot. Apparently, I, I do call. I do call sometimes you. Sometimes it happens on like graphics, like it shows up on TV. Yeah, you might want to check those, bro. <laughs> Trent's now spell checking for everybody. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I certainly am sending an email right after. <laughs> Casey, are you able to spell Duquesne without looking at the word? Uh, don't do it. Don't look. I'm not looking. D E. Oh boy. D E. Oh, oh boy. Dead. Oh boy. Oh D U. I'm done. I'm over. D U. D U. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get very far, did it? Nope. D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. Whoa. Duquesne. Nice. No word origin needed. <laughs> We're live in Thomaston, Georgia. This is the home of Trayvon Walker, folks. We have some high school football tonight all the way to Jacksonville and beyond. And we've got it covered here at Ups in the league against Lamar County. And I want to tell you about this Florida-Georgia battle we have in the recruiting ranks tonight that may catch your interest. We talk about it on ESPN 690 when we come back. It will be a roller coaster, right? And we understand that. Here is the problem. I used to say keep Jimmy G because he's a great insurance policy. If you have to continue to develop Trey Lance, that's a perfect opportunity for Jimmy G to step in, continue to win. Like you said, NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, that's perfect. They're not going to do that. There's no way. Because what's going to happen is the fans, and not only the fans, but the locker room will start clamoring for Jimmy G if Trey Lance struggles. You know, big, uh, big deal in that Jimmy G story. Tuesday's the day. Where the Niners get hit with that roster bonus. I was at today, too. Yeah, wow. and word yeah, on the so. street is that there are no current trade partners for Jimmy Garoppolo. I wonder what that does. I don't know what their uh, cap situation is, but what that does, like, let's just say they wanted to pick somebody up at the trade deadline, if, and that doesn't free up some space for them from a dollar standpoint. That's um, Those are interesting things to keep an eye on when it comes to. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers. That's Aaron Schachter along with Casey Kurtz back in the Action Sports Shack Studios. Brent Martineau here in Trayvon Walker's hometown, which is like the most bizarre weather we've had in a while. I mean, these, we keep getting these showers, these squalls, and I mean, all around us, guys, is blue skies. <laughs> and then right on top of us here at uh, Matthews Field, Upson Lee High School, where they'll take on Lamar County today is uh, some raindrops. So uh, it's comfortable, though. Got some cloud cover, so we like that. Uh, we spent the day in Trayvon Walker's hometown where he grew up uh, around the high school a little bit in this uh, small little town of Thomaston, Georgia. Uh, fun stuff, and we'll have more on it tonight on the Friday Night Blitz. Uh, also tonight at 6.50 on Fox 30. And then down the road in a couple of weeks, we're doing a bigger story on it uh, as we preview the NFL season the weekend of September 9th. So uh, put that on your calendar. We'll remind you of it. It's Speaking on. of reminding people, we start giving away five grand. Oh, five yeah. people of that. What's the story there? ESPN 690 is paying your bills, Brent, and you need that I help. Like is what I've heard. Yes, I'm you not eligible. Me. You need that help. But uh, five times a day, we're giving away 1000 bucks. 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, 2, and 5. We'll give out a keyword on the air. You text that keyword to a special number within 15 minutes past the hour, and then you're in the running for the cash. And we'll do it for like something like seven weeks. It's going to be a long time. I'll tell you who else needs the money from ESPN 690 paying those bills. Casey. It's the San Francisco 49ers. I just looked at SportTrack. Sport the Niners are dead last in cap space. Are they really? Oh, yeah. Like, they need to free up that. They need to jettison Jimmy G. And I think that's the problem. I think other teams know this, and they know they can get them off waivers or at least uh, have an easier time on waivers than they can trying to trade a, a third or a fourth or whatever San Francisco is looking for now. 
Do you think, is there any chance they wouldn't just waive him? I think they might have to. To your point, what happens when they need to pick somebody up during the season? I can't. I can't believe they would do it. I, I would think if they're actually anything, under the cap, right? I, they're over the cap. They're 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 eight hundred sixty-two thousand over the cap, according to Sport Track. Dang, they would need to win every day for the seven weeks, all five days in the in the every time. Of day <laughs> he has been six ninety. Yeah. Isn't paying those bills. <laughs> Shanahan's going to be listening to our station like no tomorrow. <laughs> he really is. He won. <laughs> One listener, Kyle Shanahan, man, uh, trying to fix it. Aaron's hey, uh, we asked for. High school football memories, by the way, and uh, Chris Ryer, he's part of that Bowles program in the late 90s, 54-4 and four their senior class was. Winning wow. a senior class in Ford history at the time, I don't know if that's been updated or eclipsed, but at the time, 54-4, and four, that's like wow. very, uh, that's very Cartersville, Trevor Lawrence-esque. That's a good year. It really is. <laughs> that's a good uh, run. And uh, Chris was a really good player, ended up uh, at Alabama, and unfortunately is a big Alabama fan now. Uh, (laughs) How about Josh says, uh, went to a game at Orange Park High School once. I tried to steal the opposing team's mascot costume, had a very not fun cop saw us and threatened to arrest us. A very not fun cop. Love this guy. This is the type of guy you want at your parties, I'll tell you what, Josh. A very not fun cop. Does that happen still? Like, like, is that straight out of the movies? Oh, like stealing the live mascots. I think that does actually still how. I was just reading some article about somebody who stole a mascot and got arrested for it. I'll do yeah, it. You can't can't have much fun anymore. But the really mascot can. heads, I don't I don't know that anyone really gets in trouble for like the, the big furry mascots losing. That's them. what we should do. Hold the phone on the football helmet as I'm concussed okay. and my neck is broken from holding this up all show. We should get the head of the mascot. Here's and the, I should wear it during the show. I don't think you really oh, want to volunteer good. for this. You know, one of the stations down the hallway has a big full bodysuit mascot of a gorilla, and that thing really smells. Well, I don't. I'm not talking about them. Really bad. Well, so I imagine any so mascot suit. Oh, there it is. Okay, so maybe it would mask the smell. Do you think Casey is nose blind to body odor? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think you, you couldn't do that on a Friday, Casey? You'd have to do that, like, on Thursday because you got to get it back to him. Oh, uh, True. You know, yeah. they need to do it. Unless just you just to... become the mascot at every game of the week. This could be or the thing that, that spices that's up. That's even better. This could be the thing that spices up your marriage, Casey. A mascot costume? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of people into that. <laughs> not this one. Are they really? Well, it's not a about lot. you. It's about Amanda. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are into that. A lot. Like, what? how would you characterize a lot? Uh, 33% of the people on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. I haven't used the rails once in a while. <laughs> uh, Irish Diplomacy, by the way, moving on. Says Don Bosco Preppy played at Ramsey, New Jersey, September 1971. Senior defensive tackle, six foot one, 225 pounds, kicked game-winning extra point opening day. Sign him. That's a good one. Don Bosco, by the way, one of the, the big-time programs in the country. Every time I envision a lineman kicking an extra point, <laughs> You, and, and Casey won't know these, but you can look them up. And we may have had this discussion in the past, Casey, where you can still go Google it and find it on eBay. But, uh, Aaron, you remember those, like, the the, the little robot-y thing where you'd yeah. kick the head and he would kick the football? It would, like, swing the leg up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, like, straight-on kicking. Like, I guarantee you this <laughs> Irish diplomacy was a straight-on kicker. He was not going <laughs> soccer style no. at six foot one, two twenty five. Yeah, pretty straightforward. I love that, yeah. though. <laughs> My buddy did. He, he was the center or some offensive lineman for sure, and he tried it one time, and it was just like step, 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 boom. <laughs> Big vibrating steps. Great, 
It's always this great visual. <laughs> you know what I wish would come back with? I wish shoeless kickers would make a comeback. Yeah, we wondered about that. I think we brought that up a few weeks. Like, what is something that's done, not done anymore that used to be done? Yeah. And and you don't see the shoeless kicker. Like, I actually did a story. You know, I got the Albany, New York job. That's what they told me now. All right. Man, Rich Becker. Okay. From a story that I did on a shoeless kicker in Rhode Island. Interesting. Yeah, so it was a high school kicker. And he was doing the old Tony Franklin, Rick Carlos thing. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, that story, I, I must have told it halfway decent, I guess. Got a job <laughs> in New York. But, I mean, but that Reflecting was on how good you are? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the moment I was. I mean, uh, and so, anyway, we did a lot of storytelling in Albany, and he liked that. So, But that was the one I put on my resume tape. It was like on a shoeless kicker. Very cool. There you go. Haven't done a resume tape since. I'm going to start doing the show shoeless. Well, that doesn't matter. It matters to me. I want to feel free here. We're going to start. (laughs) Now, in case he doesn't wear the helmet or a mask, we call it headless. (laughs) Doing the show headless. I like it. It's going to be four out of five days a week. (laughs) Um, All right. uh, We're saying goodbye to Aaron Schachter. Forever. Hey, hey, before we do that, actually, who is it? C.J. Hall is the kid from Lamar County. He's a Georgia recruit, linebacker, running back. So you get the Georgia recruit against... T.J. Searcy, who's a big defensive end, plays for, uh, well, I just want to say Thomaston, but it's Upson Lee is the name of the high school. And he's coming off injury, should be back tonight. And he's a Florida recruit. So I told you we happened on, like, a big matchup. Yeah, man. Here tonight in Thomaston, Georgia. And you've got a little Georgia-Florida, Florida-Georgia battle in the recruiting world. That's very cool. Going yeah. on. And by the way, the, the kid, the uh, C.J. Allen kid, he actually, he's a linebacker, but he plays running back, too. He had, like, 230 yards or something last week <laughs> running the football. Dang. Man. So it's a busy day. Good ball tonight. Yeah. Um, anyway, Aaron Schachter, have a good weekend, man. See you guys. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, you too. Have fun tonight on the Blitz. I'll be keep checking the it out from home. Uni- keep the mascot uniforms off. Well, depends. Got to wait till the kids go to bed. (laughs) Have a good weekend. We'll go back at it on Monday, 3 o'clock with Aaron Schachter. Of course, you can catch him on 96.9 The Eagle. Let's go. Well, uh, 5 o'clock hour coming up, which means football at 5, and we go a lot toward the high school ranks. We bring in our Hall of Fame coach. We get you ready for a big night of the Blitz scoreboard show at 9 and the Friday Night Blitz at 10.30 on Fox 30. All of that coming up, football at 5, when we return from Trey Button Walker's hometown of Thomaston, Georgia, here on a Friday on ES 690.